Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, hi everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Sex with My Grandma. I'm Olivia Simons, and I have here with me the amazing Rue Simons. She is a registered psychologist and a clinical psychotherapist, a sexologist, an author. She's written a book. She's been a newspaper columnist. She's a radio and television personality. But I think most importantly, I have to point out she is my amazing grandmother. Um, hi, Bubba. Hi, darling. <laughs> Tell everyone why you call me Booba. <laughs> I call her Booba. That's what we call her. So throughout this whole podcast series, you'll be hearing her referred to as Booba. Um, and I'm Olivia. I'm obviously um, her granddaughter. I have two degrees in psychology. But other than that, I've got absolutely no professional experience in the dex, uh, sex, dating and relationships arena other than being a single white female in her 30s, which is also, I would say, <laughs> enough experience let's put it that way <laughs> I think so too <laughs> yeah. so we thought we'd start this podcast to basically speak to Bubba she has over 35 years of experience in um, relationships and um, psychotherapy and she's really well known for her work with couples and especially with sexual therapy work which is very sexy um so I thought we do you want to have do you want to jump in there, Bubba, and say anything else? No, I think you've said it all. But I do have thirty five years of experience as a, a clinic a clinical psychotherapist, sex therapist, everything that you've said about me. But I think you've had more experience being out there in the world dating than I have. Okay. I'll say the grandfather for fifty odd years. It <laughs> <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> But the way that we came up with this podcast is um, Bob has written a book um, before. She, it's called Sex, Lies and Relationships. And she was talking to me about starting to write a new book and modernizing it to relate to, you know, the modern day audience and people who are dating in the current times. And I thought, well, why don't we just get your podcast instead? So we have some questions. I thought today would be a really great um, way to kick things off by just talking about dating relationships and sex in modern day, if you can even call it that, and kind of put it to you and get your insight. Cause I know that you've seen, you know, generations of relationships come through your doors and see what your take is on, on sex relationships and dating in the modern day. You reckon? Yes, absolutely. And I have seen three generations of relationships come through my door, as you say, and I have seen mm-hmm. a lot of changes, of course, over those three generations. So I've had to grow and change, even change my language when it comes to yeah. relationships. 
All right. Well, I put it on my Instagram earlier this week to get some questions for you. And I think we've got some great ones here. Um, I think where we might start off with would be a good place is what do we think about sex on the first date? When is the appropriate time to sleep with someone? Well, there's different views on that. For example, if you there are dating sites that are just hook up dating dating sites and you just go on them knowing fully that you just want to meet someone to have sex. But Honey, if, I know. Yes. And if and that's fine. Um, particularly in this modern day and age, um, in my era, we had to get married to have sex. So <laughs> I think yeah. well, you all got married so young. No, exactly. We all got married young to have sex in those days. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, when people know what they're doing, it's a clear, clearly defined site. Uh, it's a hookup mm-hmm. site to have sex. So you have sex on your first date and you may never see the person again. But if you're actually mm-hmm. looking for a relationship and you're saying, should you have sex on your first date? My answer is no. And Why is that? Because I think you're selling yourself too short when you do that on both sides. I think you get need to get to know each other. I think that when you go to, you know what, there's sex and loving. And, mm. and I think that, if, if you go out looking for a companion or a partner, the bottom line of it is that you really want love. And so there's mm. quite a big difference in just pure raunchy sex, and which you have with your husbands, partners, lovers and everything else. But at the same mm-hmm. time, loving sex is you can't have that on your first date. It just doesn't happen. Well, I guess that kind of leads into my next question is that can you separate sex and love? Can women separate sex and love? Oh, yeah, for sure. Even even couples in partnerships um, can separate Mm. sex and love because Mm. there's there's two different things. I mean, people, when when young people talk about sex, they they immediately think about orgasms. And why wouldn't you? Uh, well, because as a sex therapist, it's the least thing that I even ask the question of when I first meet someone and they come to me with a sexual problem. Because what do you ask them? Well, well, they can, I, first question I ask them is why they're coming through my door and what they're wanting out of coming to see me. And if they're saying mm. that one of the issues is that sex has gone out the window, that um, mm-hmm. no longer find a one of the parties doesn't find the other one sexually attractive anymore. Basically, mm. you know, the, the, the main message I get is I love him but I'm not in love with him anymore or vice versa. What they're really saying mm. is I love him or her but I'm actually bored silly with the sex that we're having right now. Or, or the other reason is is that they don't particularly like the person or enjoying sex the way uh, they did in the initially. I mean, most people... If I could bottle the first two years of a relationship that we call limerence or in lust phase, I'd be sitting beside mm-hmm. the gates because everybody wants that. Um, yep. But after a couple of years of marriage or relationship, partnership, sex becomes boring unless you actually work at it. And is it? It's, yeah. Go on, you ask, ask the question. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> well, the thing is that. It's quite interesting because most people get surprised when I say this. 
you know, if you give a man a ham and cheese sandwich every day for five years, he would not, he would never complain. He wouldn't knock it back. He'd eat it every day and that would be it. <laughs> but if you gave a woman scrambled eggs for 10 days after her, the 11th day, she'll start gagging on it. And <laughs> women get bored with sex quicker than men do. Men are really, really, men are happy to go to bed with their partners for the next 20 years and do the same thing over and over again. And, and women, after a couple of years, get bored with the hand that comes out, the next thing that happens, you know, get mm. the person turned on and let's... Becomes like a routine. And, you know, and the reality is that the minute the guy does that, the woman's eyes rolls back in the head. And I say, <laughs> I say to women, you know, the meanest thing you can do is roll your eyes back in your head when he puts his hand out. I said, it's mm. so nice if you greeted him with a smile when he did that because men like to feel desired as much as women do. Mm. Desire for women comes outside the bedroom, not in the bedroom. Right. So it's funny that you say that, like, the first couple years of marriage or a relationship are exactly what everyone's after. Is it possible to get that spark back or that feeling back when – it's kind of faded and that relationship has progressed beyond that? You'll never get that in lust phase back again. That's a hormonal thing that happens. It's, it's nature's way of getting two people together to procreate. Um, there's no medic, There's no like meds we can take for that. There's no, nothing we can I know there's still female Viagra now just to, you know, to give women a burst of whatever it is, testosterone and so forth, to, to, to boost the sex drive. No, what happens is that, when two people meet in love and say the guy's interest in sex is a 10 out of 10 and prior to meeting the guy, the woman's interest in sex might be a 6 out of 10. But when mm. you meet and fall in love, the woman gets a release of dopamine. Her, her testosterone, which is 20 times less than the partner, rises to meet the level of the guys. So they have, you know, you're like rabbits. You can't stop it for and, and you, you you become so bonded and attached to each other and you get a release of oxytocin, which makes you bond with your guy. All of that is the in lust limerence phase that nature has brought about for two people to come together to procreate. Now, for different people, it lasts different times. Sometimes it goes from six months to two years, but it, it very, very rarely goes longer than two years. And you never get that back again. But you can have a, a fabulous, loving, sexual, exciting, raunchy, boring. I actually say sex runs parallel with life. Good days, bad days, <laughs> days, wonderful days. And the thing is, though, if you really want to keep your sex life alive, a lot of it has to do with what happens outside the bedroom for women. I, I, I like and my, my man, I, I, there's a saying that I have. I say that sex doesn't live on an island by itself. It's joined to a mainland. Mm. Unless things are fantastic on the mainland, women don't want to cross over to that sex island. So right. more than not, Libby, I have to find out what's going on the mainland because if people are arguing and if people are being abusive to each other and if people are tired and if women are, you know, women are working today now because you need two wages to run a family and everyone comes home and they're so fatigued from a day at work and 
cooking dinners and getting the house ready, the last thing women feel like is sex. But more not, if the guy puts his hand out in the evening and starts it going, when a woman Mm. can turn off, she can really get into it. And men get very, very upset about this. But if they don't understand that the woman doesn't think about it 24-7 like they do. I mean, I do. Yeah, I know, because you're a very sexy, gorgeous <laughs> and it's funny that you should say that. It's really interesting that you should say that because as, as I just said, I've been sitting in the chair for 35 years and mm-hmm. I would say in the last two years I have had more women coming into my practice saying that they have a higher sex drive than their males. Now, that's not a coincidence. I would say about 40% of my couples, the woman has a higher sex drive than her male partner. Has that got something to do with women peaking sexually at a later age, perhaps? No, I think it's to do with the freedom that women have sexually and there are no, there's no stigma attached to it. I think mm. women have more power today and I th- they're fighting with men in, in the workforce to get to seek the same jobs. So there's power, there's, there's self-esteem, there's the freedom. Mm. So, and I also think that that is producing more testosterone in women. And the other thing that a lot of people don't realise is that when women have a couple of glasses of wine, that actually releases dopamine, which releases testosterone as well. So right. they become more sexual when they drink as well. And there are more women out there drinking than, they, than there was in the past. Well, this ex- this explains a lot for me, Bubba. <laughs> but this actually also leads me to my next question, which is to do with like monogamous relationships and long-term relationships. Do you feel that in our day and the way that things are going, do you think that a long-term monogamous relationship and having that is becoming less and less desired, especially by women? Well, you know, monogamy, everyone would love to be monogamous deep down. Do you think so? Do you think everyone wants to be the monogamous? I'm not sure. I think when they start, I think when you start off, meet, fall in love, it, it's very idealistic to be monogamous. But most people do monogamy very badly. And in 80% right. of relationships, one person cheats. So the figures are very high. And also, in how many relationships? What did you say? In eighty percent of relationships, one person cheats. No way! That is so high. Oh. And is that is that is that just like people reporting it? Like, is that how like are that many people finding out, or is that just co- like blanket rule? Like, someone eighty percent of the time, someone's going to cheat. Well, you know what? You can play with statistics, Liv. You can turn around and say in 80% of relationships, one person doesn't cheat. So it's the way you want to look at it. (laughs) And so the the reality is that, you know, you've heard of the expression, the seven-year itch. You heard of that? Well, it's the same through it. Yeah. Well, now I'm seeing that most people that cheat are doing it by at the 10-year mark. So really? when, when I say to my – I used to say to my clients when they first came to me, do you want to stay with each other forever? I don't do that because, mm. you know, what you know what forever means now to young couples? Being monogamous for 70 years because you're all going to live to 100. 
<laughs> so <laughs> if, if I said that, the, the look of horror on most couples' faces, you can't believe it. I wish I had a camera in my room sometimes. So now I say to my couples, do you believe that your relationship can last a 10-year distance? I talk in 10-year increments now. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of people today, because of, of the fluidity of sex, which is a word that I've learned in the last decade or so, mm-hmm. is that a lot of my couples are bisexual. Yeah. And a lot of couples would like, you know, to have open relationships. And mm-hmm. we won't talk about it today, but we will spend a session talking about polyamory. Absolutely. But there's a lot of people who are swingers, but I can I want to cover that too, all of that. I can tell you this much, that those that get into swinging and polyamory long-term doesn't work, but we will talk about really? it in depth one day. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll have a whole episode dedicated to yeah, that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I have a really interesting question. So I actually got asked this quite a bit and I think this is going to resonate with quite a few people. And a lot of people were asking why they're finding it hard to find someone these days. And I actually wonder whether that's got to do with, you know, dating apps becoming a far, you know, like a fast dating you know, like the version of like fast fashion and fast food, it's like a fast date or a fast fuck basically. Does that now lead to people being less um, forward and brave to like approach someone in person because they can fall back to, you know, the screen and the swiping? Look, I just think that relationships have changed so dramatically in the last 20 years and that when people, because couples are now so independent and one of the first questions I ask my couples are do you have separate finances and nine out of ten of them say yes they do well okay so this is a recipe for disaster and and they go why is that and I said because at the end of the day when you go to court the judge couldn't care less who has got the most money in the bank it's a, you, unless you you know you have a a prenuptial agreement which mm. only works before you have children um the, the court is going to you know split your money down the middle 50-50 but when when what I'm finding is when you start off life with his money and her money and then you he's working and she's working and then what what ends up happening is that life becomes a tit for tat. I washed up last night, so you you should wash up tonight. And I expect hmm. it's now resentment sets in very very quickly in relationships. And I think so many people now are such poor role models of, of showing their friends how happy that they are supposed to be in their relationships that I think people are scared to get into it. The other, I can totally testify to that. I see so many of my friends in relationships. Don't get me wrong. A lot of my friends have beautiful relationships, but there's so many that I look at and I'm like, I would never want to be in a relationship like that. I'd rather be single and on my own and happy than in a relationship with someone that I resented or didn't like. So let me go back to, uh, when the era where I got married, because I'm a baby. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there were very, very clearly defined roles. 
The women, yeah. the women were the homemakers, the men were the breadwinners. And that would just never fly today. No, but the difference is that there were, there were, there were, because we had our clearly defined roles, life didn't become a tit for tat and there was no resentment. It was just a fait accompli. The man brought home the bacon, the woman stayed mm-hmm. home, looked after the kids, cooked the dinners. But today, what ends up happening with my, my couples is they end up becoming like boarders living in the same house, bringing up the kids. And right. because the minute uh, they, get the, they get into the tit-for-tat story, they start resenting each other. And, and that's what exactly what happens when the majority of couples through my door, and one of the major things they say is, look, can you please teach us how to resolve conflict because we have no idea how to end our arguments and it is because right. they both think they're right i'm right you're wrong no i'm right you're wrong and basically mm-hmm. they are both right and they are both wrong but they don't know how to step back and say let's agree to disagree and coming to your right. question which i didn't ask is that i think that people are getting married later in life i think a lot of and because it's so expensive to go into your own apartments these days, a lot of people mm. are staying home with their mums and dads till their mid-20s, mid to late-20s. So a lot of young, young, a lot of young men are really happy staying home and letting mum do the cooking and the washing and the ironing and everything for them, and they're not rushing out to get married and have babies. And so there is a trend that I'm seeing that younger girls who are hitting the, tw- the 30 mark, the 20 mark, are looking for men in their late 30s and early 40s because young 32-year-old hmm. guys aren't ready to settle down and get married or, or, or so, partner up and have kids. So so basically we've got to start going for older guys. Yeah, I reckon. Tales all the time. It's happening. It's happening. Mm. It's happening because older guys uh, have had their fun and they're ready to settle down and create a family and and get the younger wife, which they all love anyway. <laughs> right. So, okay. So now that we kind of have figured out that we need to start going for older guys. Well, only, I've, yeah, come on. <laughs> I've, got some, I've got some really like dating specific questions. Okay. So these, I'd say that these would probably be most transferable and relatable to a heterosexual couple, but, you know, you never know. Who pays on the first date? Well, again, if if you're if you're meeting on a dating site and you don't know each other, I and you're meeting and you, you you decide that you're going to meet somewhere to most people say let's meet for coffee case you don't like each other and you can do a quick exit. But if you yeah, or a drink. but if you really do or a drink, yep. But if you really do like each other, then you go on and say, well, let's go and have lunch or let's go and have dinner. I think at that stage yep. you should do a 50-50. I think you should. I'm a big believer. So yeah. you, okay, so you think down the middle. I'm I'm like this is my mm. opinion as a woman who's in the dating scene. Mm. I kind of feel like whoever asks for the date should pay, in my opinion. So it's like if I ask someone to go for a drink, I would happily buy them a drink, whatever. But then again, if I'm ever out on a date with someone, I always offer at least, but do you think it's a bit of a turn off if a guy asks you for dinner and then you split it, or he expects you to pay? I would. 
I'd be turned off. I, I, I think if, if you didn't meet on a dating site just to, you know, to meet up for whatever reasons, say, say you met, <laughs> you know, through friends or in a club or something like that, and the guys really yeah. like you, I'd like to take you out for dinner, I would be insulted if he didn't pay. Absolutely. No. Are you listening, guys? Listen to me, guys. <laughs> it's insulting. And and then if you start dating each other and, you know, uh, you either take turns, I'll pay this time, you pay next yeah. time, it, you, you work yeah. it out. I feel like it all it all comes out in the wash. Like everything always evens out. And the thing is, if you like that person, you don't care. You want to see them again. But another question I had was, if you're a feminist, is it wrong for you to let them pay on the first date? To be quite honest with you, Livy, I'm so far from a feminist that it's not even funny. So I'm a feminist. So I, I'm yeah. not even going to answer that question because I don't know how feminists think. <laughs> I, I, I love being a woman. <laughs> and I really think women should okay. be nice being a woman. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so okay. So we've gone on a day. We've had a great yes. time. Have a kiss goodbye. You don't kiss goodbye. Whatever. Yes. Who? What do you do about the next steps? Who messages first? Do you think it's appropriate to thank, like, say the guy's taking you for dinner? You thank him for dinner and say, "Had a lovely time. Thanks so much for dinner." Or do you wait for him to message you? What What's your opinion? Because it's like all about this, like you've got to play hard to get, but there's also an element of having good manners. Personally, I would sit back and wait. I think I would, but then, you know, I told you I'm a bit old school. But if the guy paid for the dinner and he asked you out and you would know if the vibes were there between you, you'd have to be stupid if you really didn't realise that you weren't interested in each other. So the next, Mm. I would... Very, just send him a very quick note the next morning saying thank you for a very lovely evening last night and that's all I would say. I wouldn't and that's see it. you again. I wouldn't say look forward to hearing from you. wouldn't give him that opening. I would just say thank yep. you for a very lovely evening last night. I love it. I totally agree with that one actually. Yes. And when you're in the dating scene and you're single, how do you feel about people having a roster? Meaning what? So a roster is like when you've got like maybe dating three or five guys and you have them like on a roster throughout the week. What are your thoughts on that? Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do that? I I will neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) Look, look, I suppose if you're single and you're – not ready to settle down and you just want to have a bit of fun, I don't think there's anything wrong with going out with having several male partners or female partners. Oh, I'm just saying dating, not sleeping with. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I mean, just dating, of course. I don't think there's anything wrong with dating (laughs) multiple people. But let me tell you the story about men today. And that even though they accept the fact that the female partners that they fall in love with have had numerous sexual experiences, at the end of the day, if they think that every man in their crowd has had sex with their girlfriend, they won't be taking you home to meet their mother, I can tell you, because men are still territorial. Right. Totally. 
But also, Sorry, Liv, I say to my girl, the girls that come in, if you really want to sleep around and then get married, go to another city or another town or another country. So you can't say every man, I've slept with every man in this room because men don't like that. I guess I better move. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, so, so okay. How do you feel about, okay, say you're going on a date with um, a guy and you really, really like him. Do you think it's wise to be talking to several other guys so that you're not obsessing over this one guy and you've got other guys kind of like chatting to you throughout the day? So that's another form of roster is like your chatting roster. So you're like talking to several guys to keep the attention off that one guy you actually really like. Look, I feel like it's clever. You know, I, 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 it's like having male and female friends. And I think a lot of men mm. and women do that today. Um, again, in my days, you didn't have male friends because we didn't have mobile phones and we didn't chat um, and we didn't, and, yeah. you know, it's an interesting story too because flirting is a natural art form, which is going out the window very slowly, quickly, unfortunately. If, if I walked down the street and the garbos didn't whistle at me, I'd run home to see why my lipstick wasn't on straight. <laughs> Good to see where I got it and from. Then if I walked into the butcher shop and all the butcher boys used to hit on every woman that walked into the shop, and it was all fun. Mm. And it's called harmless flirting. But no one. Well, you are the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, so I don't no, blame you. The truth them. is that people don't harmlessly flirt today, they actually do it on text. And then when their partners read yeah. their text messages, they immediately accuse them of cheating. So it's like the, mm. the art of fun and flirting and being just just being flirtatious with each other seems to have been lost yeah. because everything now, it, you know, you, it's all on media in many forms. Do you think it's fine to flirt with other people when you're in a relationship? As long as there is, there are boundaries. I think. So, like, with, as long as there's no intent. No intent and as long as the person that you're flirting with knows that you, you're not disrespecting the person that you're sitting beside. I think it's disrespectful. I mean, I flirt with everyone, so I feel like I'd be in a lot of trouble. Well, I, I do. I think it's disrespectful to be flirting with another man with, mm. beside a guy who's dating you. Yeah, I agree with that. There are boundaries for sure. Mm. All right, I think we've got time for one more question and then I want you to – I'm going to ask you something very specific. So when you're dressing for a date, this is for the gals out there, what do you think? We follow the boobs and bum rule, like one or the other, or do we just go for it and go both? I think you go for whatever you feel comfortable with, that you know that you look good in. And yeah. I think that if you've got great boobs and great bums, why not – Get them out. out, you know. If you get you, them out, use it or what is it? You use what you've got and then use it or lose it. You know what, though? I feel like the best piece of advice someone ever gave me is you're never going to be as young or as hot as you are now, so go for <laughs> the it. The thing is, you know how some people say if you if you show everything, it sometimes it's sexier the less you show, the better. And and sometimes I agree with that. I think. If you see if you see someone, you know, sometimes girls wear these bikinis that they may as well not wear anything. And then another woman can walk past wearing a really cute 
you know, shorts and top out. And she damn sight sexier than the girl that's standing there half naked. And and I feel like it's all got to do with confidence as well. It's the confidence and it's the look. And and I think there's there's a Mm -hmm. difference in looking like you you're a sexy woman and you're enjoying your own sexiness and your and your femininity as opposed to looking like you, you know, out on the beach. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, yep. true. <laughs> All right. So to wrap this up, I would love for you, you gave me a piece of a really amazing advice once, and I don't know if you'll remember it, but I remember there's like, there was a time where I was like single and I was feeling really down and I wasn't meeting anyone and you gave me this really good piece of advice and I would love for you to share it as well. Don't, do you remember what it was? Because <laughs> I've given you advice. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. If, if I took it, maybe I wouldn't be still be single. <laughs> No, you told me about who to talk to when you walk in a bar. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm I gonna, remember what I said yeah. to you. Could, what, you, 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 you. This is for all the single gals and, and guys saying, out there. why do I pick the wrong men all the time? And I said to you, I'll tell you what to do. I said, go into a bar, look around, and pick the least likely person that you would want to date that looks like a fairly decent sort of a person, but the least likely person that you would go for and go over and strike up a conversation with them. And you might find that this person has got so much more than all the bad boys that you seem to go running after because there might be more hey, more, more depth to this person than you would have ever given credit for <laughs> because he just didn't have the look that you were looking for. Wise advice. I love it. So that maybe I'll try it this weekend for one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, um, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much, Booba. My pleasure, my darling. Yes. Looking forward to our next um, and Me too. 
So, guys, if you like today, we would love your feedback. Please um, rate us, review us. We want to hear what your thoughts are. We're here to answer your questions. So, please engage with the Facebook group that I will be setting up. Um, it's called um, Sex with My Grandma. So, we'd love to hear your questions there and engage with you there. So, um, that's it from us. Thanks and see you soon.